Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to another edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, the Showdown Edition. Tonight we have a defending champion, Debbie, who won the last showdown, the the uh, Western films. Well, challenged by Sean and Brad. And tonight's category is sports films. So we'll get to that in a second. But right now, I have a couple things I want to get out. We had a few people pass away this week that I think we need to let everybody yeah. know. We, we lost Cloris Leachman. We lost Hal Holbrook. Yep. And we lost Skeech. Screech, Skeech from Save Screech. the Bell. It's great. Screech. I've never, I don't know the show. Dustin so, Diamond. Goes, uh, let's, uh, Larry King. And Larry King. And one more. There was a fourth. My Uncle Paul. That would, that would be five. Cicely Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. Oof. So I just wanted to acknowledge those people. Yeah. Um, so uh, so here we are. What did you watch this week, Sean and Debbie? We watched Tenant, which I know Uh-oh. everyone on the podcast has been watching. We're the only ones that haven't seen it yet. I don't think Drew has <laughs> don't seen Don't waste that, your though. time. I, I oh, my I, God. If Sean recommends what, it, I'll see it. I, I found it to be crap. You know, <laughs> did you enjoy it, Debbie? Well, I, I tried to follow it, and then I it was um, a movie that I didn't want to follow because I realized that if <laughs> I really paid attention, I, I didn't see the glue connecting any of it. It right. was just too far-fetched. I don't think there was any. <laughs> well, I think this, you know, a lot of people have been comparing this in reviews to the film Primer, which which right. is one of my favorite science fiction films, which was shot for $5,000 negative, negative cost. And um, Primer is equally confusing, but I, re- I found it really engaging. This film, I felt it was being obscure simply for the purpose of being obscure, which I felt was kind of insulting. You know, and I've liked Christopher Nolan's work up until here. Now, if I were like 20 or 30 years <clears throat> younger, I would probably keep watching Primer until I liked it. But, you know, I don't, feel, I don't feel I have the time to do that anymore. I'm just going to let – I'm not Primer. Tenant. Tenant until I liked it. Primer I liked from the first time. And I really didn't even understand the, the title, Tenant. You think of somebody as a tenant is in a uh, – It's know, not Tenant, right? It's, tenet, it's not right? Tenant. It's no Tenant. No that's what's true. That's But, again, everybody says Tenant. I mean, I, it's, it's what, Tenant. What does the word mean? I think it's T-E-N-E-T. But what yeah, does it's a palindrome, mean? like the movie. I think it's some. It was. It was. <laughs> a tenant is something a, you believe in, right? Oh, a tenant. But no, tenant is some. Well, the way they would make the, the 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 screws would go up in your hand backwards or something. Like it, it, the film makes no sense. It's confusing. <laughs> they tell you with an algorithm. In the movie, they tell you they tell you you don't don't think about it, just feel it, and right. we did, and it felt bad. It felt so. awful. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, and, and might I suggest uh, Wonder Woman 1984? Because that, oh. might, nah, never mind. Don't you? Oh. No. So, John, what did you? What about this week for you? Okay, so I watched two things. I finally watched. I've never seen the entire version of Lon Chaney's Phantom of the Opera. I've seen scenes of it, but I've never seen the whole thing. I just watched the restored version. Uh, the movie was okay. He's unbelievable, and yeah. and the makeup is unbelievable. But the other thing I watched, I actually watched this two weeks ago. I wanted to talk about it last week, so I'm going to talk about it this week. I got a pay-per-view movie called Breach, starring Bruce Willis. Oh, that's a different Not Breach. the one you're thinking of. Oh, a science yeah, fiction a movie. One. The movie costs around, I think it had a budget of around 16000 
And wow. I didn't recognize anyone in the cast other than him and Thomas Jane, who played the Punisher. Um, he's done a couple of, he's done a lot actually. Yeah. Uh, it, it was Boogie nights. It was yeah. Boogie nights. It was so bad that <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't even begin to tell you how bad it was, but oh, I wanted I to it. watch it. Cause I like, I was like, it can't continue to be this bad. Bruce Willis mm. is in it. At That's one point, my wife says to me, who never notices these it's things, a trap. John, they're only using one hallway for this gigantic spaceship, <laughs> but at a different angle every time. She picked it out within 20 minutes of the movie. It's the same hallway every time. You were like, what? He must owe somebody money to be in this movie. It, it, was, a, it was an aliens ripoff. Is what, it was an alien ripoff of what it was. And it was terrible, but it was laughingly terrible that we ended up watching the whole thing. But I paid five bucks for it, and it was about four ninety nine more than the movie was worth. <laughs> now, wow. here's a question about the movie. You said it was a really low-budget one. But Willis only seems to take movies for like a million for, you know, a million for a couple of days. Well, maybe it was a million yes. 16,000 and he got the million <laughs> because it, it wasn't spent anywhere else. Even the, the spaceship, it looks like a model on a string. I'm not kidding when you see it. <laughs> it's God, unbelievably it's bad. Just... It was just awful. And even mm. the reviews I read, don't, uh, you know, they all gave it ones. Don't waste your time, even though Bruce Willis is in it. I'm telling you, someone's got photos of him or something. It was terrible. Well, no, he's had some stinkers, though. I mean, he's not like you know, this, Ralph. I, oh, well, my God. Maybe I awful. haven't seen it, but, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's not doing so great. He did that Die Hard commercial, the Die Hard, which is hilarious. The good, battery man. commercial. So, anyway, um, Drew, what about you? What do you got? Well, I saw a bunch of stuff, um, <laughs> Surprise. including things that I liked, like Color Out of Space, the Nicolas Cage H.P. Uh, Lovecraft movie by Richard Stanley. Stuff I didn't like, like The Little Things, the Denzel Washington, Rami oh, Malek. Uh, but the movie I want to talk about is a movie that is the best thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get to see it in the theater because I like to go to the movies anyway, but I'd really like to have supported this movie in the theater, but I paid the $20. It's one of those um, advanced access, you know, uh, like you're watching the movie at home that would have been in the theaters promising young woman. Oh yeah. With, uh, oh, Carrie Mulligan. Theaters. That is, uh, yeah, it did play in some theaters. Uh, I'm not going to go the, to the theater uh, just yet, but um, it's actually, it's got so many things to recommend it, but, one of my great pleasures in, when I watch a movie is when you see somebody's first movie and it's just so fully formed and clear, the level of talent. Uh, Emerald Fennell is the writer-director. She uh, wrote the second season of Killing Eve. She plays uh, Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown. So she's uh, already a working actress and, um, and writer and producer. But this movie is a whole other level. The, the basic premise of the movie is that uh, Carrie Mulligan... Um, and this isn't a spoiler. This is the first sequence of the movie. She uh, goes to bars. She gets really drunk. So she almost will pass out and see if oh, a guy will take right. her home. And then when she gets them home, she kind of gives them a chance to not do anything uh, violent or assault her. And when it's clear they've made, they made the wrong decision, then you discover she's actually sober and um, she's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. That is what the movie is about. That's also just barely scratches the surface of what the movie is about. It is just fantastic. It's, it's, it's a tough watch, not tough because it's full of like horrific violence, although there is violence in the movie, but you know, you're you, as you learn about her character and why she does what she does and what her story is, it's uh, it's really, it's, it's really very moving. And the cast is just stacked with great people like uh, Connie Britton and a lot of people that are in these little roles. So promising young woman, 
more than worth the 1999. I might even rent it again uh, to oh, wow. see it. Um, I, I've heard it's not as good as Breach, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I really I couldn't recommend the movie more of anything. Let's I've make seen sure we're talking about the correct Breach because there's a good Breach out there. There is a good it's not the not there, the Chris yeah. Cooper not the yeah. Chris Cooper Breach. Yeah, so yeah, so no, promising young woman. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. So that almost sounded like you were describing Psycho Love a little bit, Drew. I was kind psychos of in love. Psychos, psychos in love. love. I'm sorry, Psychos in Love. Now playing psychos on in Love, but you can see. Yeah, you can see that today on uh, Movie Strange. Uh, that episode I teed that one up for you, didn't I? Yes, yeah, thank you. Well, okay, enough, enough. Come on, stop with the uh, Movie Strange. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't want anybody. Oh, uh, Brad and Wojo, what do you got? We watched a lot, so we're going to be like Drew now. No, oh. Do it. <laughs> Drew it. Um, Drew it. Drew it. We finished watching Scrubs. Well, no, wait. Oh Let me goodness. tell you. We already talked about Scrubs. Right. But here's the thing. We finished the eighth season and watched the first episode of the ninth season because, see, they thought they were getting canceled. The eighth season, the last episode wraps everything up in a bow. It's fantastic. The ninth season, they were like, well, crap. We got another season and we wrapped everything up. Let's take them to medical school. <laughs> and their teachers. So they were teaching medical and, school. And we watched yeah. the first episode and said, yeah. okay, no, we're not going to do this. So then we watched a friend recommended stand against stand against evil, which also stars John C. McGinley. Mm -hmm. It is fantastic. You have to watch a couple episodes to really get into it. It was only three seasons. It was created by um, Drew Gould. No, wow. Dana Gold. Wow. Dana Gold. Drew. Drew. I want you guys to find out. And he's on our show. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm taking medicine. I, You're I welcome. Dana Gold. Um, and, oh, we watched the third season of Cobra Kai, which we had not seen. Yeah. That was awesome. It was good. And then we watched Seven, which one of us had seen years ago, and one of us it. fell asleep during. I saw most of it. <laughs> But I saw the whole thing this time. He didn't. He didn't see most of it last time. And then I was up all night because it scared the crap out of me the first time. It's a good one. This time, not so much. I've watched seven. Is good. Yeah. Slice them and dice them. The little things is a seven ripoff or seven homage that tries to be seven, and it just. You know, we were going to watch that. Oh man, we're going to watch that. I hope it's good. We were going to watch it, and then I looked up a bunch of um, reviews, and I said, okay, no, we're not going to. The performances performances are good in it. The performances are good in it. It's not a a great movie. It's very slow, but the performances are good in it. And it's all, I think it's, it's not 20 bucks. It's five bucks. It's like no, a, it's, it's on like HBO a, Max. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, it's on, on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see that movie Multiplicity where he, you know, he, he yeah. clones Michael himself, Keaton. and by by the fifth clone, the guy's walking around with things in his right. ears and walk. This feels like a fifth generation clone of Seven, right? It's like it's <laughs> it's, it's there, but something's not right. Well, see, maybe that's it's, maybe it's Rami Malek because he looks like, you know, he's no, you're, Rami he's Malek. Of, you're onto you're onto something because the movie <laughs> was written in 1990. It's set yeah. in 1990. And in the 30 years since then, there have been movies like Silence of the Lambs. And wait, wait, you said it was written in 1990? Yeah, it was, it was going to be a Steven Spielberg movie. It was going to be oh, uh, a Ridley Scott movie. Matter of fact, stuff. I think, I think someone said that last scene in this movie is the same takes place at the same place the last scene in seven took place it certainly yeah. looks like it's the same location oh, what yeah, that, that pit area 
Yeah, kind of. It's it's we're it's, running that same, it's that same terrain yeah. around Bakersfield. And I like, I know, I, as I said, I think I told Drew this or somebody that I didn't like it as I was watching it, and when I thought about it later, I liked it better. But now, when I realize it's really just a bad version of Seven, it's like <laughs> I don't know what. They uh, were the, doing. Listen, Denzel Washington, I can watch him do anything, and he's good in it. And Jared Leto is really good in it. I liked him a lot. It's, Jared it's Leto is being vibe. Jared Leto. It's, it's know, definitely got a different thing. vibe than Seven, yeah. but the atmosphere, it's very atmosphereic like seven did they have but a I head in say, a box what was no there's was no there head, head in a box there's no would head you like in me to give it away there's no <laughs> head like me to give box. it away there's no, no, no don't, don't, don't spoil it. Watch it. No, no, i'm kidding i'm not gonna spoil i'm kidding i'm not gonna spoil all right i just want to say i'll do mine real quick because i want to get to the showdown yeah showdown's the important thing showdown um i saw one night in miami on netflix oh yeah directed by regina king it's a fictionalized version of Four four guys getting together. Muhammad Ali, wait, wait, Jim Brown. Is that in the theaters too? And it's on Netflix. No, it's, it's Amazon Prime, I think. Oh, Amazon Prime. I'm sorry. Okay. Prime. You have to pay okay. extra for one night in Miami. Nope. Not if you have okay. Amazon Prime. No, if you have Prime. So it's, it's only twenty dollars. And it's a fictionalized <laughs> version of these four guys getting together. Uh, I liked it. It was interesting. It felt <clears> a little <throat> TV show ish. It didn't have a lot of flash and flair, and uh, the guys playing all the main characters are pretty good. Um, and I think Muhammad Ali is always comes <clears> off looking the best. <clears throat> so anyway, I, I recommend it. It's pretty good. And it, uh, Regina King directed it. So I don't know if that's her first, but it is her first. Yeah. Yeah. So not too bad. But having said all that, let's get to the showdown. The genre is sports films. Yeah. So Brad, tell me the sports film you're bringing and then we'll show the trailer. All right. I brought the movie The Sandlot from 1993. I know you're smart, and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! The kid is a L7 weenie. My lace is over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. <laughs> They've got the rap. Blockhead. Geek. Jerk. Idiot. Moron. You bump rappers in the toilet. And you like it. You play ball like a girl. Something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! We gotta get that ball back. You got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, help me, it's heavy. Now. Century Fox presents. Hey guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squeeze, you can do it. Pull through, bud. Little bird. 
The Sand Block, a little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. What's the pitch? All right, so I, I love this movie. I, and so we bring a lot of serious stuff on here and stuff that's not necessarily so funny. And I I just thought, you know, we're we're dealing with a lot this last year or so with all the COVID and, you know, being adults just in general, just as a lot of, a lot of responsibility. It just takes you back to a simpler time, more of a, you know, nostalgic time as a being kid and just having nothing to do, but, you know, play baseball. I mean, I, you know, I grew up, you know, playing baseball as a kid and I love that. And so I can relate a lot to this and you're just going out every day. And that's all I'm thinking about is playing baseball every day um, and just hanging out with your friends and stuff. So I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was just a really good movie to bring just, just a lighter, you know, just a fun energy to it. Um, you know, and it, it's sports, obviously sports related, but it's, 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 it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just, it's just kids having fun. And I, and it's just a, I don't know, which I just really enjoy. Um, I just really enjoy it. I mean, I've seen this movie so many times and it's just, it's, I, I always, it always makes me smile to see this movie with these kids. And, and I love that it's, you know, it's a lot of kids who were never, you know, no big name kids. It was just a lot of bunch of kids who looked like they, you know, were just having fun playing baseball. I mean, they had to go to a baseball camp before here to learn how to play so that they looked like they knew what they were doing. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go too much more. I know it's only a short pitch and, but that's really, that's really all. I just wanted something right. nice and simple and fun. I think uh, as adults, half these guys went to jail. I think I heard, <laughs> I heard a podcast oh, about probably. these guys. I heard uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, they have a female person, a, a woman on there who loves sports and is, writes for The Ringer and all that. And she talks about the guy who plays kind of the, the wise guy kid that, that, that chums up with the kid in the, from the trailer, the little guy. And she just fell in love with him when she was 13 years old. She thought he was the greatest. He was the best. The kid that was the best player. Yeah. Next up is Sean. What do you got, Sean? Oh, I'm bringing in a film I enjoy greatly. 1996 Ron Shelton film, Tin Cup. Waggle. Waggle it. From the creator of Bull Durham and White Men Can't Jump. The club head. Waggle the club. Comes a story. Oh! That's a pretty girl. It's such an ugly swing. About men and women and the games they play. Remember, this game's about trust, touch, and letting go. Hi, darling. Hi, honey. Oh, no, not, not him. You got it bad, huh? <laughs> Something about that chick. I uh, take it you're a feminist. No one's ever saddled me with that one. Well, you might try being saddled sometime. Smell of leather, sting of a whip. Yes! She must think I'm such a loser, lousy driving range pro. Local legend Roy Tincup McAvoy, <laughs> the best player to never hit the big tie. It's an easy game, this golf. Wasn't going anywhere. Oh. It's got to be the woman. I thought you said it was a virus. Well, a uh, woman can have the same effect. But ever since Dr. Molly Griswold got inside his head... I think I'm in love with you. What? He's been changing his whole approach. From the moment I first saw you, I knew I was through with bar girls and strippers and motorcycle chicks and stunned huh tell me you're not at least moderately attracted to me you have moments why yeah well you tell me which ones are my moments and i'll try and duplicate them just thinking about how to get in your heart this could take a 
you're all nuts. Yeah. Tin Cup. Go. So, you know, there's a lot of sports movies. And there's a lot more that are like more inspiring, rousing. There are more that are funnier. But this is the most amiable sports film ever. It's just simply enjoyable. Um, Kevin Costner plays a uh, driving range pro and who's got tremendous natural talent, but he does not have the discipline to do something. He's kind of a loser, and he's got a group of guys that hang out with him. It all feels very natural. And then Renee Russo, a psychiatrist, steps in, and she wants to get a golf lesson because she starts. she's dating a golf pro. And, um, you know, Kevin Costner falls in love with her immediately, and then she, he discovers that she's in love with his old rival, who is now like a – serious professional golf pro and so he decides to win her he's going to have to go into an open and win the contest and he get hires her to talking through his psychological problems to win the game but i tell you i i love this film it feels very natural i really love the characters even if you took the if you lifted these characters up and put them in a different movie i would still love the movie because i I love the characters. It all feels very natural to me. I think Kevin Costner is probably at his best in this movie. I think Rene Russo is really at the best. And I thought Don Johnson does a really good job as a bad guy. And Cheech Marin is terrific as um, Kevin Costner's friend. And all the guys that hang out with him, it feels so authentic. It's so likable. And it's a really good golf movie. And they give really, if you listen to the golf lessons, the golf lessons are terrific. You know, Debbie and I haven't played golf in a while, but before we do, we always watch this movie. And if we watch this movie, we want to go out and play golf. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's just a terrific movie. You know, it's one of my favorite sports films. Debbie, the, the defending champion, ready for the showdown. What do you got? Rocky. <laughs> His name is Sylvester Stallone. He's the star of a new film called Rocky. He's been described as tough, handsome, talented, sexy, sensitive, dynamic, brilliant. He's been compared to Nicholson, De Niro, and Brando, but he is Rocky. He's the man who could be loved by only one woman, because somehow she gets beneath the pain. He's every nobody who ever needed somebody. Rocky? You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. I'll break both your arms so they don't work for you. He's every man who ever settled for something less. What about my pride, Nick? At least you have pride. I ain't had no pride. I ain't enough. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that. Terrific. I mean, you could be a heartbreak. You walk down the street breaking hearts the way you look. Very shy. He's the man who never had a chance until now. Rocky. His whole life was a million to one shot. His name is Sylvester Stallone, but you will always remember him as Rocky. How do you not hear that music and just, oh, <laughs> holy <laughs> cow. The music was part of the film. It was just, so, and so was Philadelphia. 
when they shot that uh, city. And it's a beautiful film. Uh, Sylvester Stallone just really brought everything. I didn't think of uh, boxing as a sport so much, but, you know, after seeing this film, I really wanted to go see a fight. I never did see a fight. I never went to a boxing match, but inside, you know, I said, there's something about um, boxing that is just so, you know, inside of us, the fight, the fight, the struggle that he went through to uh, get in shape, to do this, um, to win. And uh, that's all what I think we need now is to each one of us dig deep, finding it in our, in ourselves to really succeed. Also, I think of this film as uh, Rocky as a um, uh, Cinderella Cinderella story, excuse me, because it was him being the uh, underdog and then just really, you know, training, eating the eggs, you know, the raw eggs when that scene came on. And I just love this film. I love the romance uh, between uh, him and Adrian. It was just sweet. Yeah, and his backstory, Stallone's backstory, getting this to the to the screen is amazing too. I mean, you talk about you know million to one shot, and he, he pulled it off, and and insisted that he do the acting, and boom, here we are. How many he years later? He wouldn't sell the rights. Said, he wouldn't sell right. the rights unless amazing. he could be Rocky. He's right. still playing the same character forty five years later. Yeah, and his Balboa yeah. was a pretty good film. That yeah, one that I, can you imagine out. anybody else playing Rocky now? I mean, it's just it's, yeah. hard, it's just hard to no, envision. But that's <laughs> I mean, so let's yeah. vote. Come on. All right, so we know how this works. We've decided that you bring your film. That's an automatic Mm -hmm. vote for your film. So you cannot vote for another film. Can I just say one thing before you do this? I think these are three excellent choices. Yes. I think there are no losers in this category. You guys picked three winners. All three of you did. John. Um, This is tough for me, I have to tell you. Uh, I love all three of these movies. But since the only thing I can do right now physically is golf, I'm going to go with Tin Cup. Oh. Okay, ten cup. Ooh. All right, <laughs> Drew. Well, in the interest of full disclosure, when I lived in Los Angeles, um, I was on a bicycle racing team, and one of the people on the team was Renee Russo's house sitter. So I just wanted oh. to put that out there. Six that, two degrees. Uh, I have that connection uh, to to that movie. <laughs> Um, I, these are these are all good choices. The Sandlot, I've actually never seen. Uh, again, like It's a Wonderful Life, I've heard about it for a long time. Excellent. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to vote for Rocky because of, of all the sports movies, it's sort of the sports movie. I mean, to the extent that the director then made the same movie like another five times with Karate Kids and Lean on Me and Rocky Five and stuff. So I'm going to vote for Rocky as a... As it just feels like the ultimate sports movie. Wow, that's a million to one shot, maybe. Hmm. Uh, I'm kidding. Woja. <laughs> uh, I've tough. seen all three of these. I like all three of these, but I love the Sandlot. And I'm not just voting for it because it's Brad's, because God knows I would vote for something else. <laughs> oh, so this leaves me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, 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 oh yes. my goodness. I'm Shenandoah making this. Quick. It is. Wow. I'm going tin cup. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh, thank you. I, thank- wow. I Ooh. love tin cup. I love Kevin Costner, as we all know. I just think that's a great film. I can't wait to talk about it, actually, because it's it's literally one of my favorites. So I um that's why I voted for it. So there you go, Sean. Can I can I want to say one thing? 
Please. I love those other two films. Yeah, no, all of them I are great. Saw, I'm actually gonna... I saw The Sandlot in the movie. It was so charming. And as somebody said, Rocky sort of is the sports movie. You know, right. So when Debbie went with Rocky, I'm like, well, you're going to win this since I've seen Rocky. You know, so. Um, but if you guys get a chance to watch The Sandlot, watch it. You guys will like it. It's really, oh, yeah. it's really good. Really it's well. really good. Yeah. All right. Well, now the next step is we have a little intermission and then we're going to talk about the film. So everybody enjoy the intermission and we'll see you in a couple minutes. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. To get ourselves a treat. Well, how about that intermission? Everybody watch the film? Was that fun or what? It was great. Right. Thank you, Ralph. The film that fast before. John, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I had a little time during the break, and my hair was getting a little crazy, so I just thought I'd just trim it for the next half of the show. So Nice. Good idea. Uh, Good job. Uh, but since you came to me, I just want to tell everyone with our new format, it's so exciting. We seem to be getting a lot of hits. So we hope we earn your subscription today. That's what we're hoping for. And uh, share it. Hit the notification button. We got a lot more of these coming. And the buzz. Huge. It's since we changed the Lots name the on the website to just the initials, you would not believe the buzz out there. So keep it up, you guys. We do this for you. <laughs> yeah. We do this for you. Nice. All right. Well, the winner. Our number of subscribers has gone up 15 It has. So you guys, well, 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 you guys are doing it on Twitter. It's working. You, so keep it up. Did you say 15 or 15%? The same thing. <laughs> We had <laughs> but this is this is since the break, Ralph, because you know we've only had like a oh, fifteen yeah. minute break. So. All right, well let's keep it moving. So yeah, Sean let's won. Go. Sean won the sports film anyway. category, and his film was Tin Cup, and we all watched it. Now let's awesome. talk about it. Sean, give us a little update on the film. And well, first I just want to say that I view this as a defining moment, and to <laughs> me, you know, a moment when you reach a defining moment, you either define the moment or the moment defines you. So right now I'm just going to tee it up and let the uh, big dog eat. So you know, this was a 1996 film by Ron Shelton. Awesome. It's about a ne'er-do-well golf player with tremendous natural skills, but a person, a self-destructive personality who meets a psychologist who just happens to be dating his college rival who's a golf pro, and it makes him, he falls in love with the psychologist and decides that he's going to prove that he's worthy of this woman's love by getting in the U.S. Open and winning it and beating his old rival. And that's pretty yeah. much it. It's one of many sports films done by Ron Shelton. Um, he did Best of Times, which the um, guys go back and play a football game that they lost, you know, when they were kids. You know, that was a great one. And Bull Durham is a lot of people's favorite sports film. White Men Can't Jump, Blue Chips. He's done a ton. If you were Men Out. Film. Yeah. Aiden. No, no well, back up. Back up. Back up. He didn't write. He didn't. Did he write Blue Chips? Because he didn't direct Blue Chips. He wrote Blue Chips. Right. He wrote Blue Chips. That was directed by William Friedkin, of all people. Yeah, William Friedkin. They should have yeah. let, um, no Shelton. offense, Friedkin. They should have let, um, Shelton write. Yeah, I liked it, though. Nick Nolte was pretty cool. That's a good Good film. basketball okay. in that movie. Yeah. So he's got, he's got a good run, Ron Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, over the, you know, during the break, I also watched Under Fire. <laughs> you know, which I always considered the Hollywood version of El Salvador. And I was shocked to see his name come up. That was his first credit was the, um, that serious um, Latin American war drama. You right. Know, fire. So That's another, now wait, you watched that and Tin Cup during our little intermission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are, you are a power viewer. I can't get over that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I skipped through the slow scenes. 
<laughs> yeah. Now, who hadn't seen this film before uh, Sean won this? Anybody had not seen this before? Anybody? All everybody had seen it. Drew, had oh, you good. seen wow. this? Yes, I saw it in the theater, uh, oh. and I hadn't seen it since then. So it's been what is that? Twenty-five years. Oh wow! Wow. So, we probably saw thoughts? it on video, but it was not too long after it was. Yeah. Out. So it's been over twenty years for us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, I came out. In- Debbie and I hadn't watched it in uh, ten years since we wow. stopped playing golf. We I watch this film every couple of years. Yeah. I just, I just love this film, Drew. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on this one because I don't see you as a sport. I guess I don't know why I don't. I see you more as like thoughtful movies. This one seems a little. Well, unlike the rest of the riffraff, my <laughs> um, my relationship with golf, uh, my miniature golf score, and my bowling score. Uh, average are about the same about a (laughs) hundred so i don't bring a lot of defining moments of sports success in those sports to the movie um you have a lot of participation awards is that what you're saying or (laughs) i did in little league i actually won the uh award for the pikesville little league uh that it's not just for your team it's for the whole league when you try the hardest but you still suck (laughs) it's for uh heart basically right and i think tin cup tin cup is about heart i guess but um the heart gets what the heart wants isn't that what he says the heart something like that there's just so many trite lines it's hard to keep track (laughs) of them (laughs) listen this movie this movie i think this movie is is fine it's it's a movie that i like the acting better than the writing um (laughs) I think I think Dorf on golf is a lot tighter because it's only <laughs> thirty minutes, and it has stronger characters. But I I enjoyed this movie. You know, I I get into the end uh, spoilers when he finally Almost, does make uh, the shot, even though it doesn't matter as far as his uh, winning the actual tournament. You know, that, that's exciting. Um, I, I did some I did some research. There aren't a lot of really good um, golf movies. I don't know. Why really? Not that there aren't any, but there aren't a lot. Like there's a lot more um, football movies. And, yeah, what's there's Happy, like Happy Gilmore. I can name what Happy Gilmore. That's a golf Bagger movie. Bagger Vance. Right? Bagger right. Vance. Bagger Vance. I did. Caddy like Shack. Caddy Shack. Caddy Shack. Dead solid, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the I, story of. Uh, yeah, but you don't. They don't flow off the Jones. top of the. Yeah, like football movies. Like John and I just did one. Where we talked about football films for the Super Bowl. There's tons of those you could just throw on, right. throw on. Yeah, golf, few and far between. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Um, I, thought, I can't think of a lot of football movies off the top of my head. I think of a lot of baseball movies. There's a ton of head. football oh, wow. movies. Yeah, so I'm sure there are. I just, it, but, for some reason, they don't come to mind as much. I don't think there's a lot of good golf movies because a lot of uh, actors can't golf. Well, that's, yeah. They can't play baseball either, but they do that anyway. And they don't look right. Right. But it was interesting because obviously Kevin Costner can play. because He, he can, could golf. I mean, You'd see him the yeah. whole way. Well, because you could, and you could tell how they differentiated because when, um, Don Johnson. Don Johnson was playing. They would show him from a distance. He could, it didn't really, it wasn't really. And him, then they I'm were sure. like, pan over here. Yeah. And then there's the shot. <laughs> yeah. They used a lot of Kevin Costner shots, as a matter of fact. Like 90% were his shots. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And they were tough shots that he was taking. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, Drew's not wrong. I mean, it is some of the, the stuff I don't around. I agree with that, Ralph. The I love story is, is a tad trite. The golf stuff is, trite? is pretty trite. Yeah, it's a little bit kind You've of. You've never used why, the word listen, trite in this podcast, ever. Did it, that's twice. That's three times because you used it, Drew used it, and that's I just trope. used it. Look, I think, I think um, I, I, what I like about the movie is that Kevin Costner 
looks like he's having a good time. Yeah. Great time. Yeah. And uh, in a lot of his movies, uh, they're very important movies, even when they're about um, uh, a fish man with gills. <laughs> like everything is very serious. And I like a lot of those movies. But, you know, if you go back to um, uh, Silverado, where he yeah. plays Jake, yeah, he is just a complete goofball and he's having a lot of fun and he's really loose. And in this movie, he's really loose. And so even though I love stuff like Waterworld and Untouchables and things like that, it was, I remember seeing it in the theater and thinking that he was having, um, this is just a, it must've just been easier. Well, you think easier of the run. had more fun or something. Yeah. You talk about what he was great in the big chill. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, he he did a lot of just his time. wrists. <laughs> well, that's why he got, that's, that's the reason he got the, 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 the Silverado Jake in Silverado is because they cut him out of the right. big chill. And, uh, and the director, Kasdan, said, you're going to be in this one. His right. run in 87, right? He had uh, he also did the American Flyers, which is a bike, a bike yeah, right. story. Like so he's one. done a lot of sports ones. But 87 and 89, The Untouchables, No Way Out, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, uh, Revenge, you know, Dances yeah, with Wolves. Huge. Of course, he wins the Oscar, does oh, JFK. Oh, I dances mean, with Wolves. The dude had a run. And remember, he did those two baseball movies back to back, which was a big risk, Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think makes Tin Cup, other than like we were saying that the love story and all that, his his athleticism is as natural as his acting, and it comes across in this film. He just seems you're right. He just seems like he's having a ball. And then you put good people around him, like Rene Russo and Don Johnson. Even though he can't golf, he's very good actor. He's pretty funny. Cheech Marin was hilarious. Yep. Yep. Cheech yeah, was yeah, yeah his his mentor yeah, was fantastic. Cast. Yeah, it's a great that cast, and it's just very playful. Yeah, yeah. Is that? yeah. All the guys who played the Salome crew were funny in the Waffle House. Yeah. Well, yeah. even uh, Cheech is the woman he ends up falling in love with. Uh, Kevin Costner's ex-girlfriend. The there. stripper. Owns the, the stripper. Owns the strip club. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I just, I just, I just, you know my, you know my crush on Kevin Costner. So I could, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just watch him and I just think yeah. he's great. We talk about that it. scene that drew. About yeah. the film. Just one thing. I, I like a film that takes me into a world that I don't know or hate. I mean, I grew up, my father would watch golf, and I couldn't have been more bored out of my mind. <laughs> I mean, my first job that I've made money outside of, like, cutting the lawn for the family was going to the golf course and retrieving balls from the water for golfers. And that was a lot of fun, but I just had no interest in the game. And this is – I don't think I played golf before I saw this movie, but that's like, I got to play golf, right. you know. I mean, this was – you know, this took me into it, and I understood golf. I understood – why it was interesting to watch and all just by watching this movie. And I, um, and I just think it's a really amiable film too. It's just an enjoyable movie. And I will say that when he hit that ball at the end, there were some tears on the eyes, you know, I can't lie. The room got really dusty sure. when I was watching it. Yeah. And part of that is Renee's Renee Russo's reaction to what he's doing. Yeah. I just find her very engaging. Just knock and it we, on, Roy. Knock it on. Knock it on when she decides what the hell. And then when he comes off and he says to her, I blew it. I could have won it and I blew it. She says, you blew it. They're not going to remember who won last year. They're going to remember you hit a 12 and knocked it on on the 13th or whatever she, you know, whatever it was. And that's that's what the movie's all about, which is you quoted it at the beginning, which is it's your decision. That you, whatever Whatever's happening right now, you're making that decision. It's going to define you or not. Yeah. That's what this whole film's about. And he wasn't, you know, he he was his own worst enemy. And it's about inner demons, right? Inner crapola. Yeah. Inner and there's another thing about golf that, you know, I I wasn't a golfer. My brothers played golf. My father played a little golf, but 
you know, the thing is when we first went to play golf, we put that movie on and that was my first lesson on how to play golf. So Sean and I stink at it. We all use all the cuss words that golfers use. You Those know, that professional <laughs> work, work done. But when we went to play golf, we just were out there outside in the fresh air, you know, the walking, we, the swinging, but you know, we, we just mostly was outside having fun and it was an introduction to the golf world. And I liked the movie because of that. Well, it opened up that world. When you guys said, I mean, is it the, the atmosphere around the golf that when you say you learn, what, what did you learn about golf from this the film? Grip, the grip, you know. Oh, really? That poem at the beginning is oh, actually beautiful. Is really a by good Roy golf yeah, I believe this poem starts with the joining of two hands. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how I learned my grip. You know, I really did. I mean, and here's the thing I learned about golf, which made it exciting to watch on TV, is that everybody is so good. So you're essentially waiting for someone to make a mistake. You're defined by your mistakes. You lose. You know, you're good enough to win. Everybody who's playing in a professional thing is good enough to win. You know, it's like who makes the least mistakes is the one who wins. And that's the tension, you know, when you watch golf. That's what's interesting to me. You know, and that's what you get here is a guy, he's good enough to win, but everybody, all of his friends, everyone who loves him, everyone who's known him all his life knows he's just going to make a mistake. You know, he's going to make a mistake and ruin it. Because he's got the physical game, but he never had the mental game. That yeah, I like I like that part of the movie, and I don't think this is a criticism of the movie. I like that it's honest about it, where he basically at the end is like, "Well, did I learn anything? Right, did I right. grow at all?" Right. And you know, the movie in a lot of ways is really casual, and so you know, I, it, it's it's not it, it wasn't my thing, but I remember that I saw it in the theater and I thought it was okay, and um, that was that memory held up uh, with this, and I, I do like the ending. Um, you know, I, I've, I've done some competitive sports and things, and a lot of it comes down to, um, not, not in little league, obviously I never had the defining moments in little league. Uh, I did get on base once that was pretty exciting, but, um, you know, a lot of it comes down to the day and like, he's one of these characters that he made the day happen. That's the whole movie. He made it happen. And then he still, he did his thing. And then at the end, he still, he doesn't even realize what he did to the point where Rene Russo has to tell him. You know, you you blew it. Well, Great work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But do you want him to change? I don't want him to change. Oh, I I, I, I don't I, know. I mean, he's charming, and, and I mean, all if that he's stuff. on my team, I'd want him to change. Like if I were relying <laughs> on him, I would want him See, to that's change. What but just at the, end of the movie when you guys were all tearing up and everything, I was thinking he has learned nothing. Right. He has, that's he right, Brad. He has learned nothing. He could have won the U.S. Open as, a, as an amateur. But, yeah, um, but he got the girl. And he did. Yeah. He's going to be remembered. He's going to be in the, the tournament the next year. So, I mean, if you, when this fades to black, a lot of stuff could happen. Yes. And he could blow the whole thing again on. But given know, his Betty. background, he's not going to. He's just. No, he'll lose the RV yeah. again. He'll lose the girl, yeah. probably all that. But as that character in that film, I love the guy. I mean, well, it's Kevin Costner, too. So well, he knows who he is. That's, that's for sure. Here's yeah. the big change in me, because I hadn't watched this in 10 years. When I first saw this film, I was like a single guy. And I won't say I was irresponsible, but I was certainly charting my own course, let us say. But I was watching it this time as a married guy, got grandkids and everything. And it's sort of like, you know, I think Rene Russo's making a mistake. (laughs) 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 
But I think it's defined in the movie. What do you mean? She, what, 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 what do you I mean? I think she's marrying a really irresponsible guy. Well, she didn't marry him. She, no, that, well, that's in the allude that they're going to be she's together. She's not going to stay with him. Yeah, but the other guy didn't like dogs <laughs> and children. Yeah. He no, was not. You see her in major league. She goes back to Tom Berenger. And exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. So you Renee's know? the problem here. John, you're the only Look, You're the only. I don't know, Brad. I'm sorry, Wojo. I don't know if you guys are legit golfers. I know John is. Because I've golfed with him. I've and played I, golf, but I'm not a legit golfer. Okay. I've played John, miniature golf, and I, I have a like I say, so I was my, my many times. I still have my set of clubs that I got from Calder in the 80s. So. All right, well, there you go. So my instinct is correct. John <laughs> nice. is the only true golfer here. Um, sure. And you love this film, right? I do. I take it? Okay. I've seen this over 100 times. I love this movie for a lot of reasons. One, Kevin Costner is a good golfer, which is always great when you watch these movies because – most most swings just look awful, uh, yeah. and you see a, a CGI ball. This guy was really hitting these shots. It was impressive. He was also so goofy in it and vulnerable, and he 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 really hadn't played a character like that. But also, Ron Shelton respects the game because even the dialogue in reference to golf was just so real, and uh, he talked about it with such reverence. That whole poetry about the swing. I mean, that, that is poetry about the golf swing. And it was just so beautifully written. And so, you know, when I, t- I tell people all the time, when I try to teach them golf about the swing and why you do that, and the one especially is at the top, I think even Ralph, I told you, at the top of the swing, you, you, you hesitate. Well, why do you do that? Well, you're giving a nod to the golf gods. That's from Tin Cup. And I, I use that all the time. Or that last scene, what I love about that last scene, not knowing anything about the movie, you expect it. He's going to make the shot and he's going to be the hero. You didn't expect it to roll off. And then for a golfer like me to watch that was the most painful thing. I mean, you could <laughs> feel the pain uh, that he even was not feeling it, but like right about he was feeling it. Now, yeah. Gary McCord, who played uh, the announcer in the bar, you know, he had the drink thing and he, when they hit the Pelican. Mm-hmm. So he actually did that, except on the hole he did it on, he got a 15, where Tin Cup got a 12. Also, the scene in the bar with the Pelican was based on a true story that Gary McCord did. And when he hit it off the porta potty, that was a true story from Gary McCord. So all those things really did happen. And that's why they ended up in the movie. But, you know, anytime I'm on a hole and you put one in the water and you drop the ball and it happens again, tin cup goes through your head and you drop another ball and you just think tin cup i'm roy mcavoy right now so every time i play golf things that he said that some of the lines in the movie come through but i also think their camaraderie all the friends they were all goofy i really like that i believe the relationship with him and renee russo i thought they were cute together and you know maybe he's not the most responsible guy in the world but don johnson ends up being just a tool, right? Who doesn't like dogs and kids and they finally prove it. <laughs> I just love this movie. It wasn't typical Hollywood the way it ended. That scene well, I mean, yeah, it, in a way it is typical Hollywood because he ends up with the girl. Don Johnson does turn out to be a dick who doesn't like dogs, but, but that's okay. That it scene. worked. Not that worked. scene. Okay. Oh but my you, God, you talk so about painful. that scene again with the 12 shots. Yeah. I was, I was exactly in the place you said, which is, oh, he's going to win this thing. He's going to drop right. it on. He's going to win the whole thing. And I'm not like, a, you know, I'm, I'm not a big golfer, but it was just, it was painful to watch yeah. that thing happen over and over. 
to the point where like, how are they going to make this work? Right. You know, how's this going to be a happy, you know, and it turns out her line about they're going to remember you for the rest. Right. They'll forget who won last year. But, but you know, it's also it. the way Cheech Marin played it. Yeah. Because he, he was feeling the pain oh, more awful. than Roy McAvoy awful. was. Because he so wanted to get like there, too. So you were like feeling what he was feeling. We only got one ball left, Roy. You got to make yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, remember, he's been with Roy the whole time, right. and in a right. way. And he was there when Roy, my other favorite part of the film is when he gets the yips. And yeah. I don't know if you guys, non-golfers, what the yips are is when oh, I've you had start hitting yips. balls into the woods and that scene where he's against the line and the ball goes scooting across the line of everybody. I've been there with John when he's had the yips. It's a head thing. And it's a real thing. It's, it's awful. So when yeah. you see Roy coming out wearing all that shit on him and all the things yeah. to turn your body, it's just disheartening. You're like, oh, my God. You're like rooting for him going, don't do that, man. Don't wear that shit. Get it off. <laughs> you well, you're the it. one who said it's all garbage. What are you yeah. doing? Because, yeah. you know, he's out there there golfing with my work. work. With well, I'm glad to hear. So. I'm glad to hear that it rings true in that way. It you really know, does. This is like Sean mentioned at the beginning. There, there are movies that you kind of go into their their this world, and you know that's that's always fun. Like I don't know anything about calculating um, the the math to put people on the moon, but Hidden Figures took me into right. that world. Or North Dallas Forty. I don't know. That feels like a real football team and, and yeah, a real yeah. lifestyle for football players and stuff. So if you're a golfer and you watch it and it feels real and it looks real, that's the other thing. I I didn't recognize all of them, but I know a lot of the guys uh, on the tour are the real golfers. Yeah, and I thought they did a good job. But what I yeah. didn't realize until I looked it up after. The the guys in the booth with all their sarcastic commentary about what is this guy doing? What is Roy McAvoy doing? That's a real CBS producer and yeah, a real Nance, CBS yeah. technical director. And they were yeah. really natural and fun on camera right. and stuff. So it felt it felt real because, as I learned, it a lot of it was real. Well, and he had so real golfers. True. There were also real golfers playing in the tournament with him. Right. A lot of times they'd come right. away to these guys going, who's this Roy McAvoy? Those were legit golfers. Those were professional golfers. Right. That were in the thing. And they were making the side bets, too. Some of those guys were making side bets. Well, that was in the, the charity tournament. Right. Yeah. My name's going to be <laughs> next to Tin Cup? <laughs> so, but, you so, know, yeah, I love a, this movie. And, great, and, and great pick. what makes it is his, like I said, Costner's a natural athlete. And Shelton is a natural. Like, he understands. He hears. He was a minor league baseball player. Right. right. So he understands how people talk in the locker room and outside. And that's that's where, and even all of them. I think he did White Man Can't Jump, too. Yep. Right. All that stuff rings true, which is what makes films either work or don't work. And then when you add the fact that a guy like Costner can get up there and be an athlete and do the things he's been asked to do. Um, I mean, he was switch hitting in uh, in Bull Durham. Bull Durham, yeah. And uh, Field of Dreams, he didn't do much in there, but you could tell he knew how to throw a ball and all that. So, uh, I mean, look catch. at look. Yeah, that's that's don't right. don't the room is getting <laughs> dust yeah. more dust. Jesus, stop that! I, mean, um, I said at one point, I want to bring that to the podcast. I'm like, no, no, we're not bringing that to the podcast. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, well, how does Tim it compare? Robbins. How does it compare to the other Ron Shelton movies as far as the, I guess, the authenticity of it? Because I mean, White Men Can't Jump, Bull Durham, Tin Cup—they feel like they're lived in. Like, they're, they're yeah, really I think he nails it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think he. I nails put it. this right with Bull Durham. I mean, uh, yeah. as far as realism of the sport. Okay. Because everybody, you know, anytime I, because I play with a lot of really good golfers, everybody has references to this movie. It's unbelievable. It's this and Caddyshack. Is, what? This and Caddyshack. Yeah, Caddyshack this for a completely Caddyshack. different reason. No, but you know I'm saying, I mean? 
Those yeah. are the lines that everybody uses yeah. between, between this one and Caddyshack. No, because the one uh, uh, Caddyshack, it's always anytime you got to make a putt, Cinderella story. Cinderella story. Augusta. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't remember a lot of lines from that movie, except somebody found something in the pool. I remember yeah. that scene. Duty! Duty! That's the one. <laughs> you know, I've never seen that movie through. Uh, well, Joe, I, I got a well, Joe, I find you, that you wouldn't like that movie. You're a comic. You haven't but seen that movie all the way through? It's very funny. It is very the funny. The producer killed himself, you know, after because he hated the movie. But. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> that's not funny. You're really selling it. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was so good he I killed himself. I don't know if you see the story behind it, but the producer. Yeah, he, he, was, he couldn't get over it. a real film about kids being caddies. Oh, you're talking about the guy, uh, the guy yeah, who Doug also wrote Kenny. Animal House. Doug yeah, Kenny. Doug he wrote yeah, Animal Doug House. Kenny, yeah. yeah. And he, he couldn't. Uh, that's a whole other podcast talking him about in. that movie. Yeah, well, well, I love that movie though. So you know? do I, but for yeah. a different reason. I'll tell you what though, Sean, watching this movie because I haven't golfed in about a month and a half. Man, I'm Jones going to get out there and golf. After so am I. So are we. We were golfing. I, a I love bit that. Today. We get the seven iron. Oh. We were we were shooting Funny. it around out back. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, we got yeah, uh, we got three Our feet of snow daughter, right now. He did good. Yeah. That's funny because I was thinking of Renee Russo when I saw this, but that's just wow. me, I guess. She was. Just adorable saying. in this movie. Yeah, I met because her. One of the things that rang true for me in this movie was when he was having, when he was teaching her her first lesson, and he was talking about, you know, she's hitting all the terrible shots, and he's like, you know, you hit all these terrible shots, and you hit that one good shot, and that I, I remember because I used to play with my dad years and years ago, and that's what we would always say. We'd like when you get so disgusted about Harwood, like you hit one beautiful shot, and it's like, oh my god, so I'm so jazzed up. Say, did you feel the tingling in your loins? Yeah. Yeah, that's all that it takes. Tuning fork it takes that one. That's what's that's ridiculous true. about the sport. It just takes that one hit. Yeah, and you're, you're back in. Ridiculously frustrating sport, but yeah, it, now, it is. There was another great <laughs> piece of wisdom in the movie too, when they said that golf, that only golf and sex are the two things you can really enjoy, even if you're not any good, good at, at it. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I can speak. I can speak to that. Ralph? I can. I, well, I can see not being good at golf, but that's about it. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> Just saying. Where's the bell? See you That's not inappropriate. That's completely inappropriate. You know, I can also, Sean, I want to say that I never used to watch golf as a kid, right? Yeah. Until I started playing golf. Right. And then I love watching golf, and it just right. seems so like, what's the point of watching? It just, but it, once you know a little bit enough to know what they're doing, yeah, and to see how they do the things they do, it's amazing. When you see guys turn it, I saw Roy Mac, Rory Mac, what's his name, Rory, Rory McElroy, which was that guy. He says, his name is very similar. He uh, he, yeah. the ball gets stuck by the bottom of a tree, and he just flips the club around yeah. and hits it left handed. Mickelson and does that just, all the time too. But like Sean said, Mickelson it's like just, when you watch real golf. You know, like I I shoot I shoot in the in the mid to mid seventies to like low eighties. Which you know for me is fantastic, but then you see these other guys—they're they're shooting 72, 73 all the time, or sixty-eight all the time. Wow. So you appreciate the fact that, unlike an amateur, every swing looks the same. It's all smooth. You have these little guys hitting the ball three hundred and forty yards, where I have to swing out of my ass. Well, to they hit do the it every day. Listen, so I've always I said appreciate that, that and I love yeah. watching that. They yeah, do I mean, it every I day. We only shoot around 70, but we only play nine holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very technical sport. And it, um, it, is. it really is. I think that, that can be off putting. 
I mean, I've been to the driving range and, and I've caddied and I, I, I think it's fun. I, I mean, I'm one of those people. I don't, I don't watch golf. I sure noticed when Tiger Woods showed up and blew up everybody that was already amazing, but I, I, I can relate to it because, um, I, I do Olympic weightlifting and Olympic weightlifting is a really technical sport and it, it's the same kind of thing. You know, the guys that are the best in the world that you see in the Olympics that win the national international championships, the way that they do, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll lean into the, the, the bell, uh, the snatch is one of the lifts, for example, yeah. the way it's probably the, probably the single most difficult athletic move in sports. But it's very technical. And so when you see people who really know how to do it, if they do it with a, an empty barbell or with 250 pounds, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. And that's Remember, what, guys, you know, they're doing what? this every day, every well, day. Well, you know, I'm not saying I don't know how they yeah. got there, but like that's, yeah. that's what it takes. My joke baseball, is get behind baseball, you can be a professional, Go. you can be a professional athlete playing baseball and you have to work out to stay in shape because it's a lot of standing around. Like well, Babe also, Ruth is not Babe Ruth is not going to be uh, successful in in other sports, even though he's amazing at it. But it, it, the technical part of it is very impressive. It is golf amazing. is one of the only sports that anybody who plays it, the more you play it, the better you get. You just do. It's not like it's not. Like, I uh, haven't weight that's, that's, no, that's, like I football. Think, I think I can only go so far, and I, I no matter how I, many. I actually I'm haven't gotten better. Day, if you, yeah, Ralph. Better. Ralph. You have gotten a lot better since you first started playing. It's all muscle repetition. That's what it right. is. Anybody, don't you don't have to be an athlete to, to get good at golf as long as you golf often. It's the truth. I mean, I've seen it in people. You know, my sister started playing golf two years ago, and she was shooting 120-something. Now she's nice. shooting. She broke 90 last year, and she's shooting in the low to mid-90s every time. So within a – a very short period of time. Look, I've been playing for almost 30 years. I've, after the last three years, I've broken 80. I've never broken it. Oh, that's all I've ever wanted to do is break 80. I'm not greedy. I'm not looking to break 70. But over time, I've played more and more. I got better and better. You will. No matter what, you will get better. You might not, you might not shoot great scores, but you will improve. That's the great thing about golf. Uh, it takes a while. That's why in this movie, he was able to go in the U.S. Open because it's the only one that's open to everybody. Yeah. Unlike the other tournaments. So that's yeah. why he was able to even get in that. He's a driving range pro. You know, I mean, he had to qualify. You still have to qualify for that, though, right? You got to qualify. You have to win somewhere. a qualifying yeah. round. Is that what the regional. one he wanted the shovel? Was that a qualifying round with the shovel? No, 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 no. That was to get his clubs back. That was to get the RV or the club yeah. back. Yeah. Which clubs? Okay. The pink ball. I like that scene. But How do you make money out of golf, John? Well, you, well, you can make money. You can make money as a golf pro. I mean, excuse me, like at a golf course, being a golf pro. But once you go on the pro tour, then it's all the sponsors. Once you get on the pro tour, not the the ones below that, then you get the money from all the sponsors. They pay to get you in the tournaments. They pay for all your clothes, all your equipment. And then now, I mean, since Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods is the one that changed everything money-wise. Right. The purses were a hundred thousand dollars. Now they're three million, five million. You, you know, you 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 in tenth place, you're getting a million bucks because there's so much money being pumped into it from this, and and more people are playing golf now. And so how like many of the finishers get get money? I mean, does everybody in the tournament get something? Like depending yeah, on well, where you uh, that's the one. That's the one honest line out of Happy Gilmore. Uh, the what's the prize money? One hundred twenty-five thousand if you win. What if you finish last? You get. Two thousand. Wow, I get money no matter what. 
<laughs> so yeah, everybody gets some money. Well, you yeah. think about those levels, right? There's all these pros that are traveling around the country, barely making ends meet, right? They're right. really struggling. It's like bowling too. Same things. These guys are living in hotel rooms together. You know, they're driving, you know, they're renting RVs and going together. The higher ups, like anything, make all the money and all the other guys really work hard. And so well, that reminded me, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, The Rookie with uh, Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Tampa Lee Bay. Hancock. Yeah. I don't I don't think it was a great movie, but the idea of this guy who was considered old, you know, like Tom Brady old in his 40s, and he wants to go back and become a professional baseball player and the life of being a minor league baseball yeah. player and the odds that you have to and, and just the way it takes you away from your family and all that kind of stuff that to me that rang true in the same way that the the depiction of the the um the 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 actual sport of golf golf professionally in in tin cup which i i you know the numbers are bigger but i'm sure it's still the same so you know it's a it's a pretty small community so the rookie yeah. was a real was a real story that yeah, was, right that was right that was based on real yeah. yeah high school teacher or something yeah mm-hmm. no, he was a science yeah. teacher wasn't he so, I don't and he could throw in the high 90s <clears throat> yeah so i mean that's this this movie good good job sean this was a good film well, um, i think i think we can all say yippee kaye on this one mm-hmm. i don't know for the yeah. rating? Yeah. Drew? I think it was an eagle. It wasn't a double bogey. That's yeah, I don't know. No, it was what, an who, eagle, who said Who said golf is a game? Something about a walk spoiled by a game. What's that? There's a, somebody yeah. said something about a, spoiled by a, game. a nice walk spoiled by the game or something. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, funny, uh, you that's a Robin trite Williams quote. Stand up on golf? Thank you. Thank you, Drew. Have you ever heard R- Robin Williams stand up on the creation of golf? No. Yeah. Look it up on YouTube. Okay. It is we'll freaking look it hilarious. I think I've we'll seen it at some point. Oh, my God. Let's put a little hole way up there. You got to hit this little <laughs> bot in this hole way down there. It does seem silly, but it is very addictive once it's, you start. It really is. So. And, and same with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner is very addictive. What did you yeah. say, Debbie? I think it's a Scottish sport originally. It is. I think so. It is. It was originated in Scotland. Yeah. Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. That's what golf stands for. Well, that's oh, what Sean Connery said. <laughs> no, that is what it stands for. No, well, he's Scottish, so. I think no. that's the true origin. It was. It was. Oh, we absolutely. forgot there was golf in Goldfinger. Remember yeah. that scene? Right. Yeah. It was a great golf, great <laughs> golf game here. All right. You guys ready for the next? Yeah. Good call, next, Sean. Next, Give it up, Sean. No. It's, what's this? Good job, Sean. That All right. Really here we good. go. All right. So we're going to pick the. We'll pick the next two players. Sean moves on. Sean's the reigning champion, so Sean moves on. We'll, pick, we'll, we'll spin for the next two players. And then we will pick the genre. Let's go to the first look wheel. look as big as a tuna can. Here comes the first wheel. Get Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, Michelle there you got go. the bell. Uh-oh. All right. Got my lip quivering, too. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Uh, let's, let's go to the first spin. That? Don't worry. That's me and my right. and my late oh. cat. Damn, I will you put, somebody knew I know, I didn't know who that was either. Don't worry, guys. I will. That's not a. That's not an incredibly recent picture. Here is spin number two. Ah, what is that? Oh, that. Holy cow! I, I had an old picture. Oh my goodness! All right, that head here. High now the hard part. Gonna pick it. Okay, here we go for the genre. This should be Oh, it's going to be cult movies, right? <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh, there. Travel films. 
Oh, oh, wow. Buddy right. movies. Oh, wow. Look at that. Buddy movies for a pair of buddies. This is That's a huge genre. That's pretty broad. All right. Yeah, that could I would be, even hey, say we listen. could do Tin Cup with Cheech Marin and Kevin Costner. That's the buddy film. Buddy was film. Another Ron Shelton film, um, Best of Times with um, oh, Robin Williams. Robin Kurt Williams and Kurt Russell. I love that. Was movie. that, again, written by Shelton or directed by Shelton? It was written by Shelton. I okay. Wow, he's got a. We talked about that in our football show, I know, Sean. Yeah. I picked that one yeah. as a movie I liked. I tell you All what, right, so, I may not go with that one, but I'm, gonna go, I'm probably going to go with a buddy film. Okay, well, that's buddy what we're film. here for. So now it's Sean. <laughs> Who we got? Sean, Drew, and John next next time for the buddy. You wouldn't film, know by right? the photos, but yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right. I didn't true. you guys sent me those photos. John, I, know, well, I thought we'd send goofy photos. I didn't know we were sending headshots in, you know? Yeah, well, that's what you did. All right, everybody. I would have sent a glamour photo. I've got some boudoir world, photos that are nice. What? We are trying to get some more subscriptions, so please hit the subscribe button, the like, notification, all that stuff that's going on. Ralphie, you got that down. Boom. Listen, and, all we're uh, trying to do is earn your subscription. We're really working hard on the show. And by done. the way, I want to throw out a thanks to Ralph. He's really done a great job producing these. They look Cut. great. We've got wheels and everything. So, Ralph, I'd subscribe just for the work Ralph's doing. Cut. <laughs>